Here we are, another Peacock and Williamson NFL show to end your week. I'm having a little road game here at the in-laws, having a ton of fun with family outings and a whole bunch of food. Just snapped out of a food coma to get this Friday episode into you. Peacock and Williamson, we're going over all of our takeaways from the Thursday football games, three good ones, and the rest of our picks for week 12. Coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. If you're watching football this weekend, have some thoughts, have some questions, get them into our Twitter Tuesday, Twitter Wednesday mailbag episode that we will have next week. Uh, very thankful for all of the listeners out there. I uh, do want to thank you all once again for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. All of our odds today referenced on today's show will come from Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Matt, I hope you, uh, I know you were a little under the weather this week, and I hope you had a great holiday feast and uh, are thankful for everything going on over there uh, in the Eastern time zone as I am over here in the West Coast. <laughs> Things are good. Uh, three three good games as well. We're going to dig into. They were sometimes these Thanksgiving games aren't all that much fun. Like you said, you're still on the road playing a road game here, so you get an extra three points. I, I think that's about right. You know, yeah. playing out of your element. I need. I it. like it. No, let's dig in, man. Let's do it. So let's start yeah. with the early game and those pesky okay. Detroit Lions nearly upset the Buffalo Bills. Couldn't even take them though to overtime. After all, you've got to. Uh, I mean. <laughs> In a game like this, they go down there and score, tie the thing up at 25. Their mismanagement of of timeouts at the end of the game. You got to point to Dan Campbell with, you know, good job getting your team in a position to knock off the Buffalo Bills, who are a better team on paper coming in, but bad job converting that to a, a W or at least mm-hmm. an overtime loss in this one. Yeah, and all in all, I mean, these last month, I think has been very promising for the Lions organization. I thought Goff played really well in this game. St. Brown's a star and almost uncoverable. I mean, like a Cooper Cup type situation. Um, I still think they're learning how to win. And good for the Bills. This is a tough situation going in on a short week in a building you were just at. Um, maybe I discredited that a little too much and thought they might just blow the doors off the Lions. But and getting a win like this is a mature win for the Bills. A couple guys to highlight for me. I thought Ed Oliver was a star in this one, and he's really come on strong in, in general, former you know top 10 type of pick. They lost Von Miller in this game off on a cart. I haven't heard any more information, but that sure didn't look good. That's a concern for me. And um, I guess that's – oh, I wanted to, I noticed too that Tredavious White was back, but he was only out there for 15 snaps. I, I wonder what's going on with that. Yeah, it's 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 been one of the slower – recoveries yeah. and returns to action that we've seen all year. It's been a month. It was like, oh, hey, this is might be the week. Tredavious White comes back in the next week. So, I mean, he's such a great player and a yeah, huge right. part of that Buffalo Bills defense. And I'm, I'm sure for them, they're thinking, look, we're, we're going to be in the playoffs here, but um, we need to make sure he's right and, and don't want to 
rush this thing for him to be back for those playoffs. And we got to take on teams like the the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Uh, so bigger fish to fry, but you got to beat teams like the Lions along the way or else you're going to ruin that seeding. And maybe sure. you won't even make the playoffs in the AFC because it's tightly contested. There's some pretty good teams in your division. Still looking good, though, are the Buffalo Bills improving to eight and three with a 28-25 win over the now four and seven Lions. Big picture stuff here are, I mean, I, I know the home Thursday teams have a huge advantage, especially it wasn't even a night game, so even hours earlier, right, than if it was a, a primetime game here for the Bills, who were just in Detroit. Any big picture takeaways with the Lions thinking, okay, this is what they have to do. Do they have the right coach? Is everything, you know, do you feel really good about them going forward and into next year? Because for the Lions, just being scrappy stops being enough, I think, really yeah. week one in 2023. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and I think, unfortunately, Goff played very well in this game. A lot of that is, are they going to land a quarterback this year or not? Or are they going to run it back and be scrappy with Goff next year? Um, I am excited to see what Jamison Williams brings to the table, too. So there is yeah. still more things to add to the mix. Um, I'm encouraged that the defense went from awful to competitive. I mean, that's a step in the right direction. They need five more starters. I, I mean, I, across the board. I mean, it, this thing's not going to get built overnight, but they're and learning actually, how to win. Go ahead. They're in a good opportunity to do that. So yeah, Jameson right. Williams is one of those, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there's one right there who's his practice window is opening. So I, I, you have a long week. I don't think it's going to be next week or anything, but he might. He Maybe. might take a little, uh, he might make an appearance here before the season's over, which would be really cool. Um, but really for next year. And then you have two first round picks. So there's three of your five starters right there. If you start hitting on some of those and you're trying to get starters in rounds two and three as well, free agency, yeah, they could right. do that. Like that could happen, you know? And, and even if you draft the quarterback, it might be Jared Goff to start the season because that's a, you know, a longer term build when you, when you try to draft and develop a quarterback, but they have the ability to, to do everything that we're talking about right now. Yeah, and uh, are the Vikings built for the long term to be a powerhouse? I kind of lean towards no. It looks like Green Bay's days are behind them. I mean, the, the the Bears are upstart. But if you said, you know, who's your best bet to win the North two years from now, I think you can make a pretty strong case for the Lions. The Bears think they have their quarterback more on uh, yeah, Justin no. Fields, and the Bears matchup will make our picks for that one. You mentched the Vikings. Oh, real quick, I want to throw Thursday. I think Josh Allen is still clearly compromised with his. I mean, he misses some throws that he usually doesn't. I mean, he's fighting through this elbow injury. I, I mean, that, that was sort of the other side of yeah. thought of it. You know, big picture with the Bills. Do you start to get a little bit worried about the Bills versus because really they came out like gangbusters this season, blowing mm -hmm. teams out the first couple of weeks of the year since, you know, from week three beyond. They've been a good team, but not a great team. Are you a little bit worried about where the Bills are? And, you know, if Josh Allen is a little bit compromised. Or, you know, I mean, they do have plenty of time to get healthy, but maybe they're not the powerhouse we thought they were. Maybe nobody's the powerhouse we thought they were. You know, the, the distance we thought between where the Detroit Lions are and the Bills are might be a lot closer than we thought, which was a chasm to start the year. And based on the final score in this one, that would be true, although, you know, Thursday game aside. Yeah, one great thing for the Bills is they got through a, a tough stretch here and have a nice, nice long week. You know, I'm sure Allen will be very appreciative of that. White will be very appreciative of that. But I, I feel like the Bills are a weapon short, and I don't trust their running game, and they're very reliant on Allen, so he better be healthy. Yeah, he better be healthy, and yeah. you can't get him hit 
a ton and become less healthy for the playoffs from now until then. You need to be healthier, you know, like Tredavious right, right, White, right. healthier, get him ready. You need to be uh, in prime condition for that playoff run if you are the Buffalo Bills, who are in a very good position here still, even sure, if maybe sure. not the scary powerhouse team we thought they might have been to start the season. Everyone's beatable in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys nearly beatable on Thursday. They defeated the Giants. We'll get to that and Patriots Vikings as well as make the rest of our picks for week 12 coming up. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you in part by Prize Picks. How easy is Prize Picks to play? It's daily fantasy made easy. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. All you do is you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus those projections available. And when you're talking about Prize Picks projections, NFL, yes, of course, tons of projections there on any game you're looking at. NBA. NHL, PGA, college sports. We've got NASCAR, eSports, tennis, MMA, boxing, even disc golf, cricket, Euro basketball. You name it, you can find projections at prize picks. And you're not picking a whole team. You're just picking two to five players. You're picking the more than or the less than with those projections, not building a whole team. You are not playing against a pool of other sharks. It's just you versus those projections at prize picks. So, Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, take a look at the middle game Thursday, which was the Cowboys over the Giants, 28-20. to 20. It was a pretty good contest in the first half. It was a tight one. Uh, Giants tried to come back late. They did have a little backdoor cover there on that one at the end of the game. But in the end, it was like the Bills, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys improving to 8-3 and three on the season and uh, knocking off the division rival, a big seeding game here, those 7-4 and four now New York Giants. Yeah, I really took the game over in the second half. Um, a lot of Odell talk in this game. Yeah. Boy, the Giants could use anything at receiver. I mean, they are so short weaponry that the whole world's just keying on Barkley every play. And it's too much to ask. I mean, you're not going to be able to run the ball without any kind of pass threat. Yeah, I mean, teams can. I'm really worried about the Giants because of yeah. that. Because they are yeah. a one-man show on offense. And, like, even if they get through it, like Saquon is Saquon Barkley to be healthy even if you know when they get to the playoffs if they get there because of how much of a beating he takes and everyone's just going to be keying on him all day which we see so it makes it more difficult for him to do his job taking a lot of hits passing game running game so uh, I'm a little bit worried about that and look congratulations Giants for being where you are right now sure and 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 doing what you're doing huge win this year um some work to do into next year even if they don't make a, a long playoff run but you don't want to bury him yet you know they're competitive still and had a nice game here against the the Dallas Cowboys you brought up Odell is the impact Odell can bring to a team a little overrated like his name value right now surpassing what he's actually going to do because and you know great job by his his marketing team and right, uh, right. but is he is Odell 
going to make that big of an impact, whether it's for the Giants or the Cowboys or, or whatever team he ends up signing late in the season? I think it could be like last year where he, you know, kickstarts with some fresh legs, a good team, you know, namely Dallas. I can't see him going to the Giants and giving one more weapon, you know, one. It's rare to add a high quality starter in November, December. I mean, is he going to be a top five receiver? No, I don't think so. But we also saw some good things from Gallup finally in this game. I thought that was good. And Lamb was a star. We got to talk about that. I mean, the... First of all, congratulations, CeeDee Lamb, for being Mm -hmm. awesome and kind of started the season a little bit slow. Uh, I love his ability to make catches. That's the number one aspect. Uh, We see with Justin Jefferson, see it with CeeDee Lamb. You look at a a wide receiver prospect that's a first-round pick, super talented. What's the difference in him being maybe just a pedestrian player or a complete bust or a superstar player? Can you win ugly? Can you make those contested catches when the ball's in the air? Is it your ball? That mentality, you know, and and guys like C.D. Lamb show it uh, and him coming down with some of those. And it it, it borderline infuriates me watching that game because we really get robbed of a play that should be a touchdown catch by C.D. Lamb. Like when you saw, because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that was an amazing catch, but no way he's in bounds. They slow it down. They show the slow motion. He got both toes in inbounds with possession of the ball. That should be a touchdown. And I don't, I fail to see, Matt, how there should be any difference in if you do a toe tap, a toe tap, toe tapping catch at the sideline or in the end zone, you get the toes in, then you fall down out of bounds. That's a catch. But if you do a toe tap and your back is facing the out of bounds line and then your heels touch after you've toe touched inbounds with both feet, then it's not mm. a catch. I don't understand that because you have the I mean, same yeah, amount of right, possession right. on both of those plays. They got to change that. You get the toes in with the catch. I don't care what your heels are doing after that. You're already in. The play's over. Stop the review. Yeah. I mean, I guess a good way to put it is, do I possess the football with any part of either of my, both of my feet in bounds? The yes. answer is yes, catch. If the answer is right. no, not. You know, I mean, I think that's well said by you. Um, one of the note I wanted to make in this game too, that was a little concerning from a Giants perspective is, Andrew Thomas, the left tackle, has been phenomenal this year. I mean, their O-line was all kinds of beat up, short week. We know those things. But it was, you know, Thomas, we're going to have to leave you on islands. <clears throat> and he had a rough day. I mean, Parsons gives everybody a rough day. But, yeah, you know, I, I thought Thomas might be able to at least hold his own. And that, that was asking too much. I mean, Parsons is is ridiculous. And at this point, probably really defensive is, yeah. player of the year. He's so oh, hard yeah. to block. Um and, you know, so, but yeah, there's there with all of Andrew Thomas's ability, athletic ability, long arms to see a guy like Micah Parsons just burst off the line and get by him nearly untouched off the edge, which is so right. hard to do. It's, it's where you see a lot of college players fail in the NFL because like, guess what? You can't run around. Uh, NFL right. starting offensive tackles all day. Parsons can still do it. It's, it's crazy amazing. his burst and get off and, and able to get around that corner. So, you know, more on Parsons, I think, than uh, than Andrew Thomas, but was a little mm-hmm. bit of a struggle on the day, which is why I really believe in the Cowboys. I believe in the quarterback. I believe in enough playmakers on offense when you got multiple running backs, receivers, maybe even Odell in on it, and then on defense to be able to, to cover on the back end and then go get the quarterback on the defensive line. It's a good recipe for the Cowboys going forward. Yeah, I thought Zeke played well, fresher legs too. Uh, I guess I'm making some waves on Twitter because I said Dak is the best quarterback in the NFC and the locked on <laughs> handle just, just retweeted it a couple minutes ago and you're crazy, Williamson. You know. Oh, that's fine. Well, we had that conversation. Really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were asked in our mailbag 
last week or earlier this week, if the best three quarterbacks in the NFC were Garoppolo and Hertz and Geno Smith. So if that's the competition, Dak Prescott deserves to be at or at the top of that as well. So it's, it's one of those four guys. Like if, if we stop the season right now, who is playing best quarterback in the NFC? It's one of those four guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to discredit what Brady and Rogers are capable of, but right. in terms of what they're playing like right this minute, exactly, it's Dak to me. And all you mm-hmm. folks that are tweeting me, it's Justin Fields. We have a long way to go in def- defining what a quarterback play is because Dak is superb, superb in the pocket, going through his reads, all those things. Fields does none of that. No, and Fields has a long way <laughs> yes. to go, and it's fun to watch what he's doing sure. right now. And good on him for you know starting to show a little something. Speaking of from that draft class, um, probably Mac Jones' best game of the year for the New England no Patriots, doubt. possibly as the Patriots fall to the Vikings here, uh, thirty-three to twenty-six in a really high-scoring affair. And if I'm not mistaken, Matt, uh, my I don't remember what you said about this game in in our preview. Apologies, but I believe mine was a ah, low-scoring game here. Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take the Vikings though to win by a field goal, and the Vikings did end up winning this game by what uh, six or seven points. But man, the, uh, the the offense that the Patriots and the Vikings mustered in this game was a little surprising. I thought a low scoring game as well, which is why I took the points. Give Justin Jefferson credit, just like we said about Lamb. I mean, sometimes these guys are just unstoppable forces. He was again. I'm glad you started with Mac Jones. Extremely promising game from him. I mean. You look at last week, they only scored three points before the punt return, and they moved the ball a lot, but he still didn't play great. This one, I thought he played really, really well. Uh, To me, the story of the game, though, is sort of like the opposite of last week for New England. I think they lost on special teams, which never (laughs) happens. I thought the same thing. I was like, well, wait a second. This is what the Patriots are supposed to do to other teams. You know Bill is not happy and not enjoying his Thanksgiving right now. No, can you imagine me on that plane ride back and, you know, all those special teams errors get first time they let, I forget what the number was, but it's been decades since a Belichick team let up, a, let off a kickoff return for a touchdown. And, oh man, I mean, I, to me, that was the difference in the game real quick. So this is how bad Mac Jones was versus what he looked like on Thursday. Mac Jones, a couple of touchdown passes in this game, just a, a really phenomenal effort. 382 mm-hmm. passing yards, 28 of 39. Uh, Two touchdowns, no interceptions, 119 quarterback rating, by far his best of the year. Uh, On the season, though, Mac Jones still has a six to seven touchdown to interception ratio. Wow. It's been really bad. Hopefully this is a turning the corner moment, but at least that's encouraging. A big loss. That's what you want to see. Oh, yeah. And that's tough for their wins. You know, right. Right. Yeah. Buffalo wins. Patriots lose six and five. Uh, still obviously in the hunt are the Patriots, but that would have been a really big win to be seven and four right now, mm-hmm. instead of uh, six and five uh, trying to to fight for that playoff seating in the AFC. And the Vikings kind of just look like what I think the Vikings are right now. Uh, I think they got themselves over uh, the plus side of their point differential on the season, which is good for a team that's nine and two finally, but you know, they're a good team, not a scary team though, in the NFC. Right. I just got a blurb on my phone. So I look down here is, Von Miller did not tear his ACL, but there's Ooh. damage to the knee that still needs evaluated. So okay, yeah, I guess uh, we that's didn't really kind of good news. Yeah. That is good news. We didn't bring that up with Von Miller because that's massive for them. Right. He went down pretty early in that game, and uh, it, it looked bad. The player falling on his his leg and his ankle. I thought it was going to be an ankle injury. Turned out it was a knee injury. And when you're immediately out with a knee injury, that's scary. 
not an ACL. That's very good news for Von Miller and Hopefully another really more. important yeah. piece. You know, Tredavious White, Von Miller, Josh Allen. Let's get them healthy for the playoffs. Yeah, nice long week for them. So, and all these teams. So, right, teams get a win on a situation like this or enjoying life for the next ten days. All right, we still got a ton on Sunday and Monday. Let's roll through these and make the rest of our picks that were not in our Week 12 six-pack, Matt, what we think will happen to finish off Week 12 on Sunday and Monday. Yeah, speed round coming up to finish up this episode of and the week of Peacock and Williamson. If you thought about securing your home with uh, any home security system but been putting it off, you'll want to listen up because right now our listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. Yeah, I said it 50% off. We're talking half off. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering their biggest deal of the year, their award-winning security system for 50% off. And I've used Simply Safe. Uh, it's phenomenal the way you can customize your own system to fit your exact needs. We're talking crystal clear HD live stream of security cameras, smoke detectors, any sort of detectors you need in your home, any sort of high-tech sen- sensors you need on any doors or windows, and of course that video that you can monitor yourself no matter where you are and get professional 24 7 monitoring from simply safe as well their fast te- fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe 24 7 capture critical evidence to verify a threat and get priority response don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simply safe, simply with an I, safe.com. Locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Here we go. Let's roll through the rest of these games for week 12, Matt, that we did not cover yet. Uh, We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady at the three and seven Browns. This is the last start for presumably the last start for Jacoby Brissett and the Browns at home hosting the Bucks. Bucks favored on the road by three and a half. Could be some weather here from what I understand. Um, Can Tampa take advantage of a terrible Browns run defense? I'm not predicting this is the case, but if you remember Brady's first year in Tampa, things weren't great. And then they had a week 13 bye, never lost again. Like, I wonder if this late bye works out well for Mr. Brady and company. I think the Bucs come out flying here and are the much better team. They're the much better team. I wonder if the weather can potentially even the playing field a little bit. At home, the Browns. Browns built to run here. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Browns and take the three and a half points because I do think this is one of those games that could end within a field goal, be a super low scoring game, depending on how bad that rain and, and weather is uh, in uh, in Cleveland. And Tom Brady and the Bucks are built around passing and they pass it an absurd amount. So is it Rashad White in this one? Uh, I think we'll Fournette? see more White. Yeah. Yeah. I, they sh- we should see a lot more white and, and we'll see what that looks like. Um, but, you know, when you start to look at weather, uh, I'm going I'm to go, I'm going to go home underdogs here with the okay. Cleveland Browns, even though I do like the Bucks to win this game. And uh, I do think it was a great time late in the year to get the buy for Brady and the Bucks and going forward. I think that bodes well for them. 
The Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. We already covered as part of our six pack should be a good one. I think it's the only game on the Sunday and Monday schedule that has two <laughs> yeah. teams that are over 500 that are facing off. Uh, how about the one and eight Houston Texans at the seven and three Dolphins? We talked about the, uh, the, pa- the Patriots losing, which was a big one. The Miami Dolphins have a chance to capitalize here in really right now. If we're talking, if we're ranking teams that you don't want to play against, I feel like the Dolphins are probably very high on that list. They're favored by 14 against the one and eight Texans, by the way, here in week 12. Yeah, I mean, it's just the number to me. Is it too big? I think I'll still lay the points in their building. Houston's dismal. I don't think they win another game. But if Miami just run, 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 they might not cover, but they will own this game. Right. And and I think that could be the story here. A a lot of running, a lot of, you know, winning for the Dolphins. But 14 points is just a lot. You've got to make a huge line to get anybody to put money on the Texans. I don't know if I would necessarily put money on the Texans to cover, but I'm going to take the 14 points with the Texans here just because that's such a a big line. But this could absolutely be a Dolphins, you know, multi-touchdown blowout. Yeah, I think it will be. Moving along to the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, and the the Bears are at the New York Jets, and we won't get to see a showdown of Justin Fields against Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has officially been benched. It will be Mike White starting at quarterback for the Jets, and we don't even know 100% if Justin Fields is going to play because he's got I a doubt he does. His non-throwing shoulder, and the way I understand it, it's, it's a pain threshold thing. It's non-throwing shoulder. They can probably give him an injection, and he'll feel okay to play. He's saying he's going to play in this one. We know the way he'll, he battles. We've seen that before from him. Um, but, again, this is a long-term proposition. Maybe you want to save Justin Fields from himself, so maybe we'll see neither one of those second-year quarterbacks in this game. I'm still going to lay the points, and, and it's kind of a bet that Fields doesn't play or play the whole game, but – I mean, this is a 38 and a half over under and one team's getting six points. You would think you just give me the points in an ugly, low scoring game. I just think White, if it could be competent enough that the talent gap would be re- realized, you know, in, in the Jets favor. Overall, I do like the Jets roster and, and yeah. pr- they're probably better with either White or, by the way, if you're Joe Flacco, are you like, what the hell am I doing right now? Why am a I, Super Bowl, I got a right. Super Bowl ring and I'm the third string quarterback behind Zach Wilson, who's awful, and Mike White, and I, yeah. I, I'm not the guy they call upon. Yeah. I mean, checks cash the same, but still, <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true. It, uh, me, where I am, be harder to uh, to say no to that paycheck than maybe someone like Joe Flacco who's made a lot of money and <laughs> right. uh, you know is, is a Super Bowl champion. But um, moving on to the game, yeah, same thought I had here. Bears can still run the ball, and they will try to run the ball, and you know, low scoring. Six points feels a little bit too much, so I'll take the points, even though I don't love it. And if Justin Fields plays, um, is he? Are, are they still going to deploy him as a runner as much? I would because you not. don't want to get him hit. And so then we talked about his shortcomings. Is he going to drop back and pass his way to a big victory for the Bears? So that's where it starts to get a little bit more difficult. So I can see why the Jets would be favored by quite a bit, but I still don't like that many points in a game that could be very low scoring. So uh, give me the Bears and the points. Okay, I'm going to take the Jets. I'm all about the points. The points have worked well for me this year, Matt, because oh, yeah. as we know, the NFL is chaos. <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos at three and seven are at the three and eight Panthers. Broncos on the road favored by one. Yuck. Uh, I mean, it's, we got Sam Darnold. Um, I think I'll take the Broncos based on a very good defense. And is Russell Wilson going to play average the rest of the year? Maybe uh, I'll guess I'll lay the points, but yuck. I mean, under, under be a huge improvement if he plays average. And that's uh, what I mean, right? 
there's a, an internet meme rolling around about just, uh, Russell Wilson, who has seven touchdown passes on the season. If he'll end up with more touchdown passes than his new home in Denver has bathrooms. I saw that. That's funny. 12 is the number, by the way, for those of you who don't remember. <laughs> uh, ugly, ugly. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to think about this game. Uh, I kind of just want to take a point for the home dogs here. Sam Darnold, by the way, starting for the Panthers in this yeah. one, too. It's like two good defenses. Two awful yeah. offenses. And the under is 36. That's a, that's yeah. a really low. I don't know if they'll get there. Here. I definitely would go under. <laughs> yeah. uh, give me, yeah, give me the one point. I have no idea. I like the Broncos <laughs> team better, but they're just playing so awful. Right. I, I guess I have more faith in the Denver offense being close to average than the Panthers. Yeah, and uh, is it Clint or Clay Kub- Clint Kubiak or Clay Kubiak? One of the Kubiaks is, has become mm-hmm. offensive play caller there for the Broncos last week, taking it from Nathaniel Hackett. His second week calling plays does that start to help them a little bit? Maybe so. Yeah. Now that I think about it, maybe, maybe just give me. I'll take the. I'll give up the one point with the Broncos. Not fun. Yeah, I don't know. Not enough. Not where. Not. Uh, we should not talk about that game anymore. We had some no, we should probably move on now. <laughs> uh, Ravens and Jaguars, seven to three Ravens at the three and seven Jaguars. Baltimore favored, but only by three and a half. I think I'm going to give up those points. I'm going to take the points. I, I really like Baltimore's defense right now. I think there's some questions on offense, though, and I think Jacksonville can keep it close at home. Um, betting on their defense, and I, I think Trevor Lawrence is gradually turning a corner a little bit too. I don't love this bet, but if, if four is a nice number for me. If it was two and a half, I would take the Ravens. How do you feel about the Los Angeles Chargers at five and five at the four and seven Cardinals? You have to give up three points with the Chargers on the road. I'll gladly give up three points. I, I'm very excited about betting against the Cardinals right yeah, now. Yeah, the I Cardinals feel like a disaster, disaster. and yep. have already fired a couple of coaches, uh, and I think there's a lot more firing to come for that team. It, it just feels like a, a huge disaster right now for the Cards. Yeah, it looks like a house of cards. Speaking of disasters, the Las, uh, Las Vegas Raiders are at the 6-4 and four Seahawks. Seahawks at home favored by 3.5. I'm going to give up those 3.5. Gladly, tough place to play. Uh, one team just in a really bad spot can't figure things out uh against the seahawks who have somehow figured things out a lot better than anybody expected this year i agree i'm taking the seahawks as well i'm expecting a lot of points scored though los angeles rams at the chiefs we have a bryce perkins sighting starting at quarterback for the rams at patrick mahomes and the chiefs that number continues to climb five 15 and a half points now the chiefs favorite at home I don't know how many points you'd have to give me to take the, the Rams. I, I don't know if they'll score a point. So I think the Chiefs scored more than 15 points, and I don't know if the Rams score any. <laughs> that's what's – yeah, that's – I really – I would have I to take it to Chiefs, 10. But it's it's such a big line, it's hard, and I wouldn't go there myself. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to bet on what's going on with the Rams right now. Yeah. Exactly. And we've got the Saints at the 49ers, the four and seven Saints at the six and four San Francisco 49ers. Niners favored by nine and a half points at home against mm-hmm. those Saints. I don't love that line. Uh, I think that's a very good line. I, I'm probably right on the fence there. I guess I'll take the Niners at home. I just think they're a much better team. But uh, th- this year shows you should probably take the points if you lay it out the way I just did. Yeah, I like the Niners. At, they're flying high right mm. now. They're playing such good ball. If they are if they play like they have been and the way Garoppolo's playing and facilitating the playmakers there on offense, then uh, I'll gladly give up those points for the Niners at home. But as we know, a team dominate on Monday night football prime time and then all of a sudden a short week and the NFL's chaos and things start to even out a little bit so I kind of want to give up those nine and a half points here it's a big line against the Saints who are a, a competitive team a competent team um, sure so this one's really tough for me and I'm going to go non-homery here and and 
and give up the points with the Saints, even though I think the 49ers will okay. run away with this one and, and, and win by, say, six. I'm going to do the opposite, but don't feel good about it. Okay. Uh, how do you <laughs> feel about your Steelers here at 3-7 and seven on Monday Night Football? They are taking on the 4-6 and six Colts. Indy with a two-and-a-half-point advantage here. Do you want to uh, take those points with the road Steelers? Yeah, I, I'm picking them to win this game like 23-21. You know, maybe not even that high scoring. These are two pretty good defenses right now. If you're going to give me points, I'll take it. Tomlin's 18-3 and three on Monday Night Football. Oh, okay. How about okay. that nugget? Yeah. How many of those games were started by a rookie quarterback? Probably one. Mm. I have none. I have no idea. <laughs> but it's still a pretty good record. Yeah, it is. Uh, I Two and a half. I'm going I'm to go... I, the Colts, even when they're winning, are beating people by uh, more than a field goal. You know what I mean? No, so, no. And with Watt, I love seeing the Steelers defense back with Watt. So, yeah, you know what? Let's go. Let's go Steelers. And hey, I will sure. I will take those two and a half points in okay. a tightly yeah, contested, low scoring game. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of fireworks in this one. All right. That is week 12. Thanks to everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you're checking out everything else the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Matt and I back home after the week, or I will be back home. Matt Williamson is uh, still home through the holidays. And we will wrap up everything we saw on the field from week 12 Sunday right here. Peacock and Williamson.